Welcome to Business with Drake. All right, Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, I'm Jeff Tegatoff. I'm the founder of Tegatoff Development. We're a uh, luxury lifestyle mixed-use developer based out of St. Louis. Um, we develop primarily in the Midwest, um, St. Louis, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, and a few other cities. Um, and recently completed uh, our first project with Drake in, in Lee Summit, Missouri. Nice. Well, before we get too far into the business side of things, why don't you first kind of tell me about one of your favorite spots to travel? Oh, wow. So, you know, travel's, um, you know, really special for me, you know, as hard as all of us work, you know, I've been really trying to focus on just creating experiences for myself and my family over the last few years. So, um, you know, we just got back on Thanksgiving here from um, a small island in the Bahamas off the coast of Andros and was able to celebrate Thanksgiving with uh, my wife's family. And we have a four-year-old daughter. So anytime to spend on the beach, is, it's great. So most often than not, you can find us somewhere in the Bahamas or the Caribbean, um, you know, enjoying the sun and, and the beach. Sounds amazing. Probably a little warmer than my time in Nebraska over the holiday yeah. break. So, uh, well, I guess now back to uh, the work. Tell us a little bit about their background and kind of how you ended up where you are today as, you know, owning Takeoff Development. Yeah. So, you know, we didn't start Takeoff Development until 2015. And, and, you know, real estate development's really a second career for me. Um, I started, I graduated from college in 97 and um, started my career in, in private equity, venture capital. Um, was fortunate later on in life to get an opportunity to actually move to Africa. And I lived in Zimbabwe for four years, working for, uh, was the first president and chief investment officer of a, of a family office there. So uh, a wealthy American family that had lived in, in Africa since 1979. Um, they uh, brought me on to just basically <clears throat> bring order to their family investments, uh, which were throughout the world. So I was in my early 30s and single and um, had an opportunity to, to really travel the world with the patriarch of the family and, um, and build that business up. Um, subsequently in 2011, I was, I was getting a little homesick for the, for the States and um, he gave me the opportunity to invest alongside of him in a software company that that we funded that was actually based back in the United States. And I, I joined that company in uh, 2011 um, as CFO and as a board member and an investor and then took over as CEO um, in uh, 2013. And then subsequently we sold that company in 2015 to, uh, to IBM and um, that, you know, gave me a, a lot of financial freedom. And I was thinking, I was 40 years old at the time, thinking about, you know, what I was going to do the rest of my life. I didn't want to retire. And so I had been passively investing in real estate, um, you know, for about 10 years prior to that in apartments. And um, so 2015, we set off on a plan to, to basically establish, you know, what's now known as Pick It Off Development as, um, that's essentially my family office and to develop 
uh, residential properties throughout the Midwest. Um, and so we've been on a furious pace since 2015, uh, I guess over the last like six years to here. So. Wow. That's a, uh... Incredible, diverse, and uh, glad we ended up crossing paths and running into each other out on our yep. lead summit deal. Um, obviously, I'm familiar with some of your projects, Jeff, but why don't you talk about in the last kind of 12 months, something more recently, one of your successes or a big win for your team? Yeah, you know, for, for our team being a, a younger company, you know, we're, we're really proud of the fact, you know, we, we set out on a path. 10 years ago to develop, we wanted to develop a billion dollars worth of, you know, premier real estate, you know, for a while we said, you know, it was irreplaceable buildings and irreplaceable locations. The reason was, is, you know, we didn't want to go in with the mindset that we were build them, fill them and flip them developers or merchant developer, you know, not that there's anything wrong with people that the developers that do that, but we felt in an effort to differentiate ourselves, we would go in with the mindset that we wanted to, to develop to own forever. And although, you know, the market has, has changed a lot the last couple of years and we have sold off some assets, you know, what has stayed tried and true through all of this is that we just feel we make decisions differently going in with the mindset that we're going to own them for a generation or own them for forever, as we say. You know, everything down to the types of plumbing fixtures we use or the windows or the flooring, um, the facade materials. Um, if you think about the type of product that's been developed over the last decade, you know, if you're a merchant developer and you're just looking to, to build it, get it leased up and sell the property, you're probably not so concerned about what's going on with the plumbing fixtures in three years. Um, and so what we have found is when we have sold properties that especially the institutional buyers um, they're coming to us and they're noticing that quality and they're paying a premium to us. But, you know, prior to them paying us a premium residents are, um, you know, we're, I would say we're maniacally focused on the residents experience in our places. And that goes to how we train our staff at the property level, you know, to how they interact in their unit, you know, what's their, you know, what do they feel like when they're in the shower, um, you know, versus in the shower of somebody else's apartment and, and then, you know, working with the kitchen appliances or um, the types of amenities we have. So, you know, as you've got new experience, I mean, we, we want to be a best in class developer. We, we feel like we're the preeminent luxury lifestyle developer in the Midwest right now. We don't think anybody's doing product quite like we are. Uh, but it's a very deliberate thing, you know, and it's it's something that that we're really proud of. And so I'd say, you know, over the last 12 months, it's really the first time we've sold property. And, you know, I think, you know, seeing that the market validation from institutional buyers saying, you know, we're, we're setting records on a per unit sales basis and lowest cap rates, the quickest sales, you know, the fastest lease ups, the highest rents in sub markets. Those are all things that, you know, it's great to see, you know, the plan from five years ago really starting to, to be validated uh, in the marketplace. And then as well, you know, attracting us to master plan developers like yourselves, you know, um, you know, when we first did our transaction with Drake, you know, we were just in the process of, of really developing a handful of properties like we did in Lee Summit, but we hadn't had the, the full cycle of, of execution. And so, 
you know, I think what's worked well for our partnership with Drake is we have similar mindsets in that and seeing the types of developments that you guys have done, um, you know, fits really into to how the, 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 the I'd say the locations and the space, the placemaking that we're really interested in to create, you know, the best resident experience that ultimately people are willing to pay a premium for. That's awesome. And yeah, you can definitely see the long-term planning just when you walk in, you know, when I've toured with the commercial folks, everybody um, is blown away by the level of your finishes. So um, on the flip side of things, tell us about maybe a challenge, a hurdle, a disappointment um, here in the last 12 months that you've experienced might be tough given how hot the market is right now, maybe some supply chain or. No, I mean, I think the challenge for us is to say no to, to, you know, not every project is a great project for us, you know, and because of our success, we have a lot of incoming phone calls from master developers or landowners or even municipalities seeking us out. And, um, you know, we've, I don't think we've really made too many mistakes there, but that it's a challenge internally to kind of triage what deals we want to pursue. You know, we've also made it a focus to keep our you know, our team is really unique. It's really special. It's also one of the reasons why I think we work well with Drake is we have, a you know, I think similar team members. And, you know, I'm not interested in building ticket off development into the big largest developer in the Midwest, or the country. And I'm not interested in having the most team members, um, you know, so just figuring out the capacity that our team has to execute, you know, again, best in class projects. And so, you know, with anything, you know, learning how to say no is, is a challenge, but we, we've really grown in our identity internally over the last, I'd say, 24 months, um, kind of going back to the beginning of 2020, you know, we really focused on understanding who Take It Off Development was and who we weren't, you know. Um, you know, I had a mentor tell me one time, you know, to be great at anything, you have to willfully suck in other areas of your life. <laughs> So I kind of joke with our team that it, we're, we, it's, you know, we, it's okay for us to willfully suck at certain things. You know, we're not, we're, we deliberately are not good at commodity development. You know, there's other people that are great at it and do a lot of it and make money doing it. And they make money for their investors and their partners and they, and they, they fill a need, but that's not us. And so, um, you know, that, that's what we've really focused on the last couple of years. And I, I feel like that's, um, you know, continues to be the challenge is to what to say no to and make sure we stay, you know, on point and on story um, uh, with, with, with who we are. That's awesome. Um, so I guess now looking forward, and you touched on it a little bit about kind of staying focused and staying in your lane, I guess, so to speak, and what you do best. But what do you see in the next, you know, 12 to 24 months for Take It Off Development and your team there? Yeah, you know, like I said, we're, we're going to close out this year uh, having developed, you know, almost right at $550 million worth of product over the last six years. Um, you know, our target in 2015, we had set a target to be at $500 million by the end of 2021. That was starting from zero. So, you know, we're past our goal, we're on our way. We wanna have, you know, over a billion dollars of development uh, by year end 2024. Um, so we're really focused on that strategy. Um, and, um, you know, but continuing to maintain, you know, I really track as a business owner, our developer fee production per employee. 
Um, and I, I think it's kind of one of the more overlooked metrics that uh, for developers, but I think they really should. And I, it's another thing we're really proud of. So making sure we, you know, we've been able to maintain over a million dollars per year per employee in developer fee cash production, which is, you know, I would say probably close to triple what the industry average is. And that's what I want to maintain, you know, and continuing to try to create opportunities for young folks in our organization. Um, you know, I'll be 47 in March, but, you know, I have a team of just super smart, super aggressive, you know, young folks that, that work for me. I was given tremendous opportunity when I was, you know, in my early 30s. And, and I want to continue to create opportunities like that where, you know, really not just change the lives of my employees, but change their children's lives and their, their grandchildren's lives. So, you know, we continue to come up with unique ways to give every employee ownership of every one of our, our properties um, without, you know, an actual writing a check to get in. And, and those are the things, you know, that I think we're, we're gonna continue to focus on. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll stay in our lane. We'll continue to develop what we develop well um, with, with um, you know, the, the, the team we have. But yeah, we're, we're on a mission to develop a billion dollars here uh, by year in 2024 and we're, we're well on the way. Wow, that's awesome and super cool to hear kind of the focus and the emphasis on team. Um, obviously, yeah. human capital never been more important than it is right now. Um, so I guess kind of piggybacking on that billion dollars by the end of 24, uh, this new location kind of have two upcoming projects at the yeah. same time here in Lee Summit with phase two or the signature and then the Vanguard Villa project. Tell us a little bit about what most excites you about those second and third phases there in Lee Summit. Yeah, you know, listen, Streets of West Prior is, is very unique, you know, in these kind of like first ring suburban markets and all these Midwestern cities, um, you know, there's typically only one of these, I would say luxury lifestyle developments. And if you think about Kansas City, you know, Overland Park has, you know, one or two, Lee, Leewood, you go up north, you know, there's one or two, but um, I don't think there's, there's really many that, that offer the full suite that, that Streets of West Prior does. And, you know, where we have traffic counts of almost 100,000 cars a day along the highway, you're anchored by a grocery store, which is a great amenity. And, um, and then all the other kind of uh, uh, surrounding retail within there. But, you know, creating, you know, creating uh, a community and creating neighborhood, I think, is a, is a real deliberate process. So, you know, I'm excited about the product type. Uh, we're, we're not just duplicating what we did at phase one. We're creating a, a second and a third unique living experience within the there. So um, I, I think ultimately over time, you'll see people move from one develop, you know, from phase one to phase two or to phase three um, as their life changes, as they get married, as they have kids, as they whatever. And, you know, and that, that excites me, uh, kind of creating that full experience where we can create a tenant for for a longer period of time than than most people do you know that's something that we're proud of too is that you know our uh turnover is is less than half of what the industry average is in our apartments which means you know people want to stay in our places and uh, they want to stay there longer um so you know that's what really excites me about phase two and phase three and seeing you know, seeing us all put a bow on the overall development here over the next few years is is, is going to be exciting. Yeah, it will be. I know we're excited about it um, for sure. And Shake Shack opening here in 30 days too. Yeah, to, that's to great. Us. So 
Um, all right. Well, thanks for again for your time, Jeff. I got two more questions. The first sure. here is um, you talked on it a little bit about doing it for and giving others an opportunity, um, kind of like what you had similarly. Yeah. Um, what's another reason why you kind of do what you do or what keeps you going when you've already had hundreds of millions in successful developments? Yeah. You know, listen, I, I'd say the, the, the guy I mentioned that, that invited me to come work for his family in Africa, you know, told me once, he said, you know, as, as long as you see yourself as a sole beneficiary of what you're doing, you will never move in boldness and authority, you know, but he also used to say like 10 clowns don't make a circus. <laughs> and so, you know, continuing to build great teams, um, you know, and, and bringing the right talented people in, um, you know, is, is really, really critical. I don't need experts in real estate development. I just need people that are willing to outwork other people and people that are passionate about, you know, the shared vision that we have. You know, if you ask any member of my team, you know, any member of my team could have done this interview and, and given you the same, you know, sound bites that, that I give you because, you know, the, the, the things that I talk about constantly you know, it's essentially, I feel like I do like one of these interviews every day, you know, it's like my, my message doesn't change to my team. And ultimately, you know, they align that with our vision and values and, and, and it, and it becomes their life. It's, it's really easy for us to see somebody that doesn't fit in to our mold. Um, and, um, you know, they, they typically don't make it in the organization, but if they do, you know, we can weed them out pretty, pretty quickly. So. Got it. Yeah, well, maybe we'll have uh, Matt or Alan on in the future here. Yeah, for we can sure. Hear it all again. So uh, lastly, Jeff, and you've given us a couple quotes over the course <laughs> of our discussion here today, but what's uh, what's maybe one of your favorites that uh, you like to remind yourself of? Yeah, you know, this was a tough question for me because I keep a, an active list of quotes in my notes on my phone. It goes back, you know, probably 10 years. I have hundreds of them and I re-review them all the time. But, you know, the, the things that I'm focused on most, right now personally is is i would just say you know i i think like you know simplicity is the ultimate sophistication you know that was a leonardo da vinci quote um you know just really focusing on having singular vision simplicity of life i think in today's world where we have just so much access to information in our personal lives and and in business it's it's easy to get lost in all the noise um, but i think that's really important personally you know i um you know, so that's something that I write down in my planner every day. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Um, but I'd say, you know, also, you know, another quote that's uh, a mentor said to me was, you know, you don't build the tallest building in town by tearing others down. Um, and so, you know, again, I mean, I think just trying to continue to encourage other developers and, and stay focused on our vision, um, you know, our singular vision. It's pretty simple, keeping it simple. Those are, those are the types of quotes. Um, but um, yeah, I, I was thinking about this because there's so many of them, but I'd say, you know, the other one I really like is uh, that we've been focused on internally as we're looking to refine our team is from Ken Griffin from, you know, the founder of Citadel. He said, you know, you want the person closest to the information to make the call. And so, you know, we really empower our employees to make decisions. You know, I tell them all the time, you know, there's very few mistakes that they can make that aren't reversible by me. And if they are, and they make that mistake, 
it's probably more of an indictment on my leadership than it is on their execution because I didn't do a good enough job making sure they aligned with our vision. Um, so, you know, continuing to get our employees to make decisions without having to run it up the chain to me is, is, is really important. So quotes that align with that stuff, um, really, they seem to be making my list lately. Simplifying, simplifying things, creating a singular vision uh, for my personal life and business life, and then, you know, empowering, you know, things about, you know, empowering the team to, um, to really thrive within our organization. That's great. All right, Jeff. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for jumping on here with us today and probably end up talking with you later this week. Sounds good, Ian. Have a good day. Okay, Jeff. Thanks. Right. See you. Sponsored and hosted by Drake Development.